Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, reoptimizing your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, we're going to be talking about my thoughts on the CrossFit Games order of events and more. There's been a lot of controversy going around from the athletes and other people in the industry about how they should have ordered the events differently so that we would see a different top 10 in the CrossFit Games. So we're going to go through the events. We're going to go through how we think it would be different if things were changed and if those things should be changed at all. So it's just fun to talk about these things because, you know, it's just interesting stuff. So if you're into CrossFit, you'll enjoy this conversation. Maybe you'll even have some information to chime in on the podcast notes. So if you do, we'd love to hear about them. I actually just got done with an incredibly tough workout, probably the toughest workout that I've been through in a few months now. Just had a lot of heavy barbell stuff that I haven't been used to using. So feeling like, man, getting myself amped up, but I feel like my body needs a nap. My head doesn't necessarily need a nap. My body needs a nap, though, to recover even more. I found out this really interesting stuff just on a side note, and I think I've linked it together. So when we were traveling in Israel, when we were traveling in Italy, both of our HRVs were really high, like higher than normal. Like I would never see an HRV over 100 ever for myself. But while we were traveling, my HRV popped up well over 100 multiple times and I couldn't figure out why it was. I thought maybe it was the food or maybe it was the amount of walking and traveling on our feet that we were doing because... because we traveled on our feet a lot, a lot, a lot. In 35 days, we almost moved about 400 miles. So that is a lot of walking and running and etc. What I've found though, for if you guys want to try this and hack it yourself, if I walk over, let's say, seven miles in a, in a day, my HRV pops up over 100 again. So I think that I've started to crack the code that something about walking really rejuvenates my my nervous system and my HRV jacks up. I'm going to keep on testing it, but you should give it a try and let me know if you find anything similar as well. Just fun little tidbit tip right there. Before we get hopped into this podcast talking about the fun stuff of the CrossFit Games and the order of events, this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my high-end at-home daily workout program that you can do when you roll out of bed without any equipment in your bedroom, what you can do with some dumbbells and a kettlebell, or you can do with a full gym worth of equipment. This spawned off of everybody that I've hung out with in my life since I was like 20 years old has taken on the habits that I've had in my life, partly because I have my priorities set and I know what I'm working towards and they just start to fall into place with what I'm doing. The things that I do are not hard. They're not hard. They're just habits that you have to learn. And once you have them in place, then it's really easy to get the results. So what I've done is created the Get Better Project so that you can have those results just by following along what I'm doing. Almost all of these workouts are things that we have tried, we have done, and then I publish them to the Get Better Project so you can just follow along. It is that simple. It is that easy. And you can get started today. For the next 10 people until it sells out, you can get 50% off the Get Better Project by using the code allaroundjoe at checkout. So you go to thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter. 
the getbetterproject.com slash get better. Use the code all around Joe to get yourself 50% off the program. This is not going to be like this forever. I want to help as many people as I possibly can. So if you've been sitting on the fence, head over there right now to get one of these 10 spots. And I would love to work with you. You'll get program on the SugarWad app daily. You can interact with me as your personal coach on diet, nutrition, video reviews, all of that fun stuff. So join us today, thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter. Make sure you use the code allaroundjoe because you listened on the All Around Joe podcast. The other company that I want to talk about today, this show is brought to you by Blonix, B-L-O-N-Y-X. Blonix, man, oh man, I just cannot talk enough about how much I love Blonix products. I'm actually feeling tingly in my face right now because I just took their beta alanine supposed to take this stuff twice a day. So I'm taking their beta alanine, I'm taking their HMB plus creatine, and I'm taking their egg white protein powder right now. And I cannot tell you the improvements that I see when I take this HMB plus creatine and mix it with the, the beta alanine. It has time after time been the best sports supplement that I've taken, and I just can't talk highly enough about it. Every single time that I've taken it in the past has been one of those times where I know that the CrossFit Open is coming up or a competition is coming up. And if I go back and look at the reviews that I've done where I list the PRs that I've had, (laughs) both times that I did the full review on them, I've had these amazing PRs after taking these products. So there's just something really natural, really good about them that are different than other products out there. I am a Blonix ambassador and you can use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself 10% off. Trust me when I say that I've tested it multiple times and I think that there's just something better about their products, especially the HMB plus creatine. If you're just going to get one product, get the HMB plus creatine at blonix.com and use the code allaroundjoe and then let me know what you experience. I have experienced multiple times that it's just the best creatine HMB product out there and I think that it will be great for you too. So check it out. Let me know. And uh, I'm going to keep on taking it because I, even under trained right now, as I am is living in a van, as you see, I'm in the van right now. I still am getting these crazy results after taking it for the last couple of weeks. I'm just feeling better. I'm starting to climb up my strength again, even though I haven't really lifted strength in a long time because we've been doing these get better project workouts, which strength isn't necessarily the goal. It's about being in as best shape possible, you know, to go out and do anything, be able to look lean and ripped all the time. So check it out. At Blonix.com, use code all around Joe. All right, guys, let's talk CrossFit Games 2019 order of events. I'm going to kick up my foot here and uh, get comfortable, dig in a little bit. So there, the order of events, we're going to go through them. I have them right here in front of me. And you can pull these up at games.crossfit.com and then click on events or workouts, I believe it is. And you can find them there as well. So the interesting thing is they had a whole bunch of extra athletes at the games this year. So they had to make a really big couple of cuts. And Greg Glassman wanted to get the games down to 10 athletes on the male side, 10 on the female side, and then like five teams, I think it was, for the weekend. So it was interesting to see how that played out. And there's a lot of athletes and other people in the industry that are upset about having these cuts and the order of events that went into play to make these cuts a a a reality or happen. And there's other people that have been posting videos like this or podcasts like this and talking about the pyramid of how CrossFit works and the programming and you know how endurance comes before strength, becomes before sport, all of that stuff. And if you look at the hierarchy of those particular 
priorities, how they prioritize the events. I'm not really going to get into that type of stuff. I'm going to just talk about how the events looked and why I think one way or the other, they made a difference or they didn't make a difference. So the first event was called First Cut and it was four rounds of 400 meter run, three legless rope climbs, seven squat snatches at 185 for the men, 130 for the women, and there was a time cap of 20 minutes. Now this event was supposed to cut down or cut to 75 athletes. So half of the field is getting cut right off the bat with this particular event. Now I thought the event itself was a great test. You've got the running, you've got the hardy the legless rope climbs, which are going to trip a bunch of people up. And you even have the squat snatches, which are kind of like a, a lightweight for the pros, but I would say a medium weight for the rest of us mortals out there. And it was cool. Like we didn't really see too much that we were surprised about on this particular event. It should have been good for a lot of the athletes. Um, even though there were some that were lower than you should have, they should have been. It's, potentially that they had either overtrained or that they had an injury or something like that if they were not going to do well at an event like this. All of the professional CrossFit athletes out there that have been to the games before should be able to run a fast 400 meters. They should be able to do three legless rope climbs, no problem. And they should be able to do seven squat snatches, which are all singles anyway. Like nobody was doing those these really fast. So you should be able to do pretty darn well at that. And I think that we saw that event didn't have too much criticism and went pretty well. The second cut was got us down to 50 athletes, so cut 25 more athletes. And it was an 800-meter row followed by 66 kettlebell jerks, all right, which were essentially just push presses at 16 kg and 12 kg, all right? So really lightweight there. And then followed by a 132-foot handstand walk, which were broken into, I believe it was three or four different uh, increments that you had to do unbroken, and the time cap of 10 minutes. The interesting thing about this one was it was pretty much all endurance with the exception of the handstand walk. So endurance and then make your shoulders tired and then see if you can still walk in your hands. So gymnastics movement while you're still tired. And it was pretty interesting to see how there were a good number of athletes that had trouble walking on their hands well after doing all of the kettlebell jerks. And it was also interesting to see how the judging went down when people were doing these kettlebell jerks because it seemed like there wasn't a whole bunch of consistency with the low point of where the kettlebell had to be on their bodies before they put it up overhead. That being said, if you watch someone like Matt Frazier do this particular event, he had a number of no reps, but he still absolutely crushed it. And you could tell that when his judge gave him a no rep, he didn't even flinch. Like it did not matter to him at all. He didn't even look in, an, in the judge's direction. He just kept pumping those kettlebells up and down and up and down and up and down until he got to 66 kettlebell jerks and moved on to the handstand walk. So I think that the problem with some of the athletes would be that they were getting no repped and there wasn't a consistent judging standard, which is unfortunate. And then they got thrown off by the fact that they were getting no repped, which flustered them and then made it harder for them to do handstand walks. Then 
after we had 50 athletes, so I didn't think there was too many super surprises cutting down to 50 athletes. Then we had Friday, and Friday had this crazy ruck run, all right, 6,000-meter ruck run. Same weights for the men and the women, which is really cool. They had this backpack on, and they started with 20 pounds, and then they went up to 30 pounds, and then 40 pounds, and then 50 pounds. Each round, you had to put on more of the weight as you went. And there was a 40-minute time cap, and it cut down 10 more athletes to 40 athletes. This one was interesting because there were some athletes that struggled hardcore at this. I think Annie Thor's daughter was one of them that really, really struggled at this. I think that we're expecting to see Brent Fikowski do better at this particular event. You're just putting weight on your back and you're running with it. You know, if you're one of these top CrossFit athletes, Annie Thor's daughter is one that really sticks out. Like you should be able to run really, really well. And it looked to me like either she was overtrained or she you know, just didn't have her day or whatnot. And she couldn't really run with this amount of added weight. And she didn't look like a good runner either. Like all these people going out and training with Chris Hinshaw doing really awesome stuff. And it's really been beneficial for them. She looked like she maybe could use some of that, some of the more running, less barbell work in order to get yourself through some of these harder, more endurance events. And it seems like those would help you on some of the other barbell movements. I know that when I overload or do a lot of running, it, excuse me, it like kind of, you know, waterfalls over into other parts of CrossFit. Next up we had on Friday as well, we had the sprint couplet. The sprint couplet was crazy workout, 172 foot sled push, um, 18 bar muscle ups for the men, 15 for the women, and another 72 foot sled push. The the thing about this event was it either seemed like people didn't know how to push the sled effectively, which I have a hard time believing, or that there was different friction on different parts of the course because there was just some people that flew through it and then some people that had a lot of trouble, like the their sled was just stuck through the AstroTurf. So it would have been really interesting to have the same athlete just test out a few different lanes and see if that was the case and it was inconsistent or if they just had bad technique. So use the same technique, multiple lanes, and see what happens. But this one was, it was just fast and dirty. I don't think that it was, it was a good test because you have to have that push. I just hope that there wasn't inconsistency in the friction there. Like it looked like there might've been because then it just doesn't become a fair race. So that's kind of a hard one to really play out to know um, that you're going to have, you know, a three minute event that maybe there was something weird going on. Then the last event on Friday was Mary and Mary is a 20 minute AMRAP of five handstand pushups, 10 pistol squats, alternating pistol squats and 15 pull-ups. So it ends up being a pull-up disaster type of workout. So many pull-ups, especially because the top times or the top amount of rounds these people were getting, it's like 20 plus. So you're looking at so many freaking pull-ups. It's just mind-boggling. It's, it's a surprise that these athletes had any skin left on their hands when they were done. It's a, uh, attribute. It's a, Really impressive that they were able to do this and not rip too badly, although I did see some of them did rip and continue to you know do other polling things. There was a lot of polling this particular weekend. 
But again, this uh, event was not great for a larger person um, or someone that didn't have a lot of endurance. But you still saw people like Matt Frazier go through and crush it. Hiatumi go through and crush it. No problem there. Then Saturday, and this is where things get really weird. And, you know, I'm sorry if you've already heard about this and you're like, man, this is getting long, Joe. You got to continue to get through this. But this is where things get really interesting, really strange, really weird, and where people have a lot of problems and where we're going to talk about some sort of the controversy. So the sprint course, okay, which is basically you're sprinting as fast as you can. You're running around some cones. It's a really fast event. And they cut down to 10 athletes. So at this point, you've got 20, you had 20 athletes after Mary. I forgot to mention that. So you cut, they cut down to 20 athletes for Saturday after Mary. But then they only had one more event to cut half of the field again down to 10 athletes after doing a really quick sprint event. So first, let's talk order of events. Let's say that well, coming after the sprint event, there was a pegboard ascent with double unders and some dumbbell hang split snatches, hang cleaning jerks. It was really interesting because it threw the athletes off because they had to do the split snatches and split split cleaning jerks. Um, but then after that, they had the one at max clean, which I, I think, and I know that a lot of the controversy is coming from that people would have rather seen pretty much just that clean event earlier on so that some of the stronger athletes could have shown off, could have gotten more points. And I agree that that would have helped them out. But we are doing CrossFit here. We are trying to crown the fittest person on earth. And if you look at the top people, like why, when Matt, Matt Frazier thought of as one of the stronger athletes, Tia Toomey thought of one of the stronger athletes, why didn't the other events affect them? That's the question that I have. Um, if you're going to be this incredibly well-rounded person, shouldn't you be able to get just a, you know, pretty high results at all of these things, you know? So maybe top 10 in multiple of these events, even if they're not your super strong suit, like you need to get good enough so that you're going to have, you know, your worst place is like 10th and your best place you win it or you get top three and you just kind of stay in that that kind of that bubble right there that to me is where crossfit should be and no matter what they're going to throw at you you're still going to be if you're deserve to be in the top 10 you should be in the top 10 doesn't matter what it, what the event is right if you happen to be really good at lifting heavy weights and is it fun for us to watch yes cool but it shouldn't matter you know if you're Annie Thor's daughter and you don't get to see a heavy one rep max event, it shouldn't matter. You should still be able to be top 10 through all of the other events. You shouldn't blow up and get, you know, like something that's really outside of where you should be. You should be in that top 10 no matter what. You know, if you walk into any CrossFit gym in the world and you're one of these athletes, shouldn't you get top 10 no matter what, no matter if there's another games athlete in there or not, or a regionals athlete or, or whatnot? Let's say there's someone that's like a running specialist and you show up and it's a heavy running workout. Shouldn't you still be able to do really well in that workout if you're a CrossFit Games athlete? That's what I think you should be able to do, all right? And if you aren't able to, then maybe you don't deserve to be in the top 10. So it showed a lot of holes from people, right? Like you've got the the Sarah Sigmund's daughters, Annie Thor's daughters, um, and several other people, you know, the Brent Fikowski's, right? You've got uh, Patrick Vellner's, who I thought were going to be in the, definitely in the race for the top three. 
and they didn't even make the top 10. Okay. So I think they should have been much more well-rounded. And I think that it shouldn't matter what the events are. You should still be in the top 10. But, 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 but here's the issue that I had with the CrossFit game. So I think that it doesn't matter the order of events. You should still be able to get top 10, no matter what those events are, if you deserve to be in the top 10, right? If you deserve to make it to that last, that last 10 athletes. But the problem that I have is with the cut on the first event on Saturday, didn't make sense to me at all. I'm not sure why we cared to get down to 10 athletes so quickly, especially from a standpoint of a fan viewership and you know how much the athletes were moving around. The top 20 athletes are all freaking super legit in male, female, whatever. So who cares? Let's not cut it down to top the 10 top 10 athletes until Sunday. I think that all 20 athletes, the 20 number was good. You know, you should be in the top 20. We should keep them all the way through Saturday. So they should all 20 should have been able to do the sprint, the, the split triplet and the clean event. And then if you're in the top 10, then only the top 10 come back for Sunday event. And I'm guessing that if that happened, it would have gotten the naysayers out of there a little bit because they wanted to see the if the order of events changed. So if you went through Saturday, it probably wouldn't have mattered because then the top 20 people would have had the chance of doing something heavy and all of the fans would have been more happy about that particular situation. I just didn't see like having people show up and do a sprint course, even though I do think that you should be able to top 10 anyway. But it, from a viewership standpoint, there's nothing wrong with having 20 athletes that went all day Saturday because those 20 athletes were all freaking fun to watch. They were all people that are household names. Well, the majority of them that we want to see. And it lets the athletes showcase what they're doing for a longer period of time for their sponsors. And then if they don't make it to the top 10, they've had, you know, Thursday, Friday and Saturday to show, showcase what they're doing, make more money because they're showcasing what they're doing. And then if they don't, or if they get into the top 10, they can do the three or four events that are on Sunday and hopefully have a chance to get on the podium. So for Sunday, they did the swim paddle, which is a basically a thousand meter swim, thousand meter paddle. Then the ringer one, ringer two, which was a really cool event um, where you had 30, 20, 10 reps of air bike, toes to rings, which are kind of weird, but whatever. And uh, then you waited for, I believe it was a one minute, uh, I think it was a one minute break. I could be wrong. One minute break in between events from the time that the last person finishes into uh, ringer number two, which is 10, uh, 15, 10, five reps of burpees to a ring and overhead squats at 135 and 95. So that was a really fun one because you saw people blow up on the first one trying to get the 100 points. You had 100 points available for each of the events. And then they couldn't ha hang on for the second one. The person that was incredibly impressive was Katrin David's daughter, who crushed both of those events and didn't seem to be phased by either of them. The unfortunate thing for her is that she couldn't handle the muscle-ups that came in the last event called the Standard, which was also a fun event to watch. They just did Grace, which is 30 clean and jerks at 135.95, 30 muscle-ups, and then straight into 30 snatches, Isabel, at 135.95. So you just had to go straight through it, no rest, and like Catherine Davis' daughter, who could have been on the podium, couldn't handle the 30 muscle-ups, essentially, 
and that dropped her out of the running for the podium. But I thought that it was a great CrossFit Games. I thought it was really interesting with the one snafu of, you know, you should not cut down to 10 athletes on the first event of Saturday. The ideal would have been to keep all of the same cuts. I would have kept all of the same cuts where they cut down to 20 athletes at the end of Friday. Then those 20 athletes compete for the top 10 on Saturday. Then on Sunday, you have the top 10 athletes continue and the 10 left in the top 20 are done. So then you have the top 10 competing on Sunday. So I hope this was cool for you guys. I hope this was clear. I hope it was beneficial. I don't think the order of events should matter at all, but I think that the times at which the cuts were made would have made the spectatorship better for the spectators like myself and you probably. And it would have been better for the athletes because they, you probably would have people less talking less about it because they get to do one rep max clean. But then you also get the athletes to showcase their abilities and do better for which will do better for their sponsorships and help them to make more money because they know that if you're going to be in the top 20, you're going to get exposure for your sponsors. You're going to get more celebrity and chance to make more money. So there you have it, guys. I hope this was interesting for you. I thought it was something that I would like to talk about, and I did enjoy talking about it because I think that I have some interesting things to say. Um, if you have anything that you would like to add to that, drop them in the show notes or drop those words of wisdom that you would like to have in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 208. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 208 to find the show notes and to comment on your thoughts and opinions that we have talked about today day. Love to hear them. Okay. So the, this podcast was brought to you by the Get Better Project, my high-end at-home daily workout program that was spawned from my ability to help people to change what they're doing in their lives to get better results, whether it be weight loss, strength gain, athletic performance, and all they have to do is follow it. So I've had this happen to my for to me since I was 20 years old where people just follow along with what I'm doing. And that's what the Get Better Project is. We write daily workouts for people that need zero or want to work out with zero equipment at their home or with just a couple of pieces of equipment, two dumbbells and a kettlebell at home as well or from your car in a parking lot, whatever it may be. And there's even a competitive track where you can you know, do the full gym stuff with strength training, all that fun stuff if that's what's right for you. You know, we drop into gyms here and there, so we'll dip in and out of competitive stuff and dumbbell, kettlebell. And even sometimes we just do the bodyweight stuff if we're doing a workout at a rest stop or something like that. But it's for you. It's based off of what I've been doing, what we've been doing, and it will help you to get into fantastic shape. For the next 10 people, until it runs out, you can use code all around Joe to get yourself 50% off. Love to have you in the program. If you have any questions, hit me up. Happy to answer those. You can email me, joe at allaroundjoe.com. And we'd love to see you in the program. The other company that we want to talk about today that made this show possible is Blonix. Blonix HMB Plus Creatine is my favorite creatine product out there. I honestly don't know why it works so much better, but every time I take it, it works better than anything else that I've taken before. And you can get it by going to blonix.com and using the code allaroundjoe to get 10% off. So if you'd like to accelerate your training gains, 
by using the top creatine HMB product out there. Go to Blonix.com, use the code ALLAROUNDJOE. And if you're looking to get something else that's also awesome, try their beta alanine. And third, if you want a high-quality protein powder that I'm just testing right now, I'm going to put together the review. Check out their uh, egg white protein powder. It is delicious, tastes like chocolate milk, and is also really good in your oatmeal. I've been having it in my oatmeal. That's like the key right there. Is it good in oatmeal? It's very good in oatmeal. All right. There you have it, guys. Hope you enjoyed this. I will talk to you soon. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next one.